Welcome to the Worship Leader Probs Podcast, where we aim to entertain, encourage, and equip worship and tech leaders all around the world. Look, we all know that serving in worship and production is great, but the problems, those are real. Thanks for joining us as we dive into today's episode with our host, Brian Tabor. Welcome to episode 174 of the Worship Leader Probs podcast. Guys, we're so glad that you tune in every week. And this is a special week. It's Easter week. uh, So it's all kinds of activity going on in all of our lives and all of our churches. And we're glad that you're taking a moment here to get a little refreshment, a little encouragement. You know, we have those three E's that we talk about every week. We want to entertain you, encourage you, and help equip you for ministry. And so what I hope you'll do Take a moment, head over to Apple Podcasts, give us a five-star rating and a really solid review, like really solid, like something really, really classy. And use a lot of big words, talk about how pleased you are with the podcast. Exactly, exactly. (laughs) Get out that thesaurus. Um, So you already heard her, ladies and gentlemen. She's the gift that keeps on giving. Big Yonsei. (laughs) Man, I'm so excited. That was a good one. I liked that one. That one. I felt like I was in the zone. You were very much in the zone. That was really, really good. And <laughs> Brian, I'm not alone here today what? either. I know you've got double the trouble today because we are actually <laughs> joined by our friend, Natalie Runyon. She runs an account called Raise the Stay. Maybe you have seen the black boxes that are just truth bombs all over Fire. Instagram. If you haven't Fire. seen them you need to go see them. She's also with New Life Church in Colorado. But anyway, yeah, we've got Natalie here. Um, We are going to be having an incredible conversation with her um, a little bit later on. And obviously, we're going to go over some prayer concerns. We're going to give you information to help equip you for ministry. We just have a jam-packed episode. But before we get to all of that, Natalie, would you do our listeners a favor and tell them about our sponsor, Planning Center? Absolutely. So Planning Center also has a free app for your congregation. If you use certain Planning Center applications, you can give the people in your church access to an app where they can connect to the life of your church by connecting in their families, giving, joining groups, managing their personal profile information, registering for events, and replying to their scheduling requests from Planning Center services. You can learn more at planningcenter.com slash church center. I'll be honest with you. After hearing you read that, if I hadn't signed up for Planning Center already, I was, I'd be sold. Do it. Do it. I'd be totally, totally sold. Yeah. Just doing my job. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, Natalie, we're glad to have you with us. And she's going to be with us just for the whole episode. We're going to have some fun. Uh, so we've got me, we've got Yonce, we've got, Natalie doesn't have a nickname yet. We'll, I'll work on that. Brian's big on nicknames, Natalie. Just, I am. Just I am. brace it's yourself. A, it's a term usually of they, maybe they usually include big. Don't take it offensively. <laughs> he doesn't mean yeah, we, it that way. <laughs> we had We had months of negotiation. Uh, negotiations with uh, Yance's team uh, yeah. before we, <laughs> my manager, uh, my, my handlers, because <clears throat> he throws so, big in front of everything. So yeah, I do, I do, I do. So ladies, I have a surprise for you. I can't wait. We're going to try out a new segment today. Okay. <laughs> that we are called, we're calling worship leader probs this or that. So it's a high quality production over here. It's a high quality production. So this is worship leader probs, this or that. So I'm going to ask you 
if you would, I'm going to give you two choices. There is a correct choice and an incorrect choice. So you guys vote and I will tell you if you're right. Okay. I'm ready. Okay. I'm in. Okay. Number one, milk, milk, chocolate, or dark chocolate? Milk. I'm a dark chocolate person. No. It is milk chocolate. The correct yeah, answer. According yeah, to who? Wait, I want to know what... What is the correct this? answer is milk chocolate. It's not. It's never milk chocolate. <laughs> okay. Question number two. Question number two. Snickers or Reese's? Snickers. Oh, that's a tough one. I'm torn. I'm going to go Snickers. We would have accepted either one. <laughs> we would have accepted either one, Snickers or Reese's. They're both of the gifts that keeps on Who's keep we, on by the way? Did you create this? It's a committee of one. Yes. <laughs> it's a committee of one. Okay. Um, okay. Number three, In-N-Out or Whataburger? In-N-Out. Whataburger. Mm, no, in and out. Oh. Okay. Natalie, Natalie. No. <laughs> it's in and out. The correct the correct answer is here's another one. The correct answer is in and out. So we just got both of them here in Colorado Springs. And I like the in and out burgers, but I don't like their fries. Yeah. And fries I don't have either one. So I have to them. eat them when I travel. And that's not I don't get them very often. So okay. Uh number four, this or that number four. Coke or Pepsi? Coke. I don't drink soda. But if you did, it would be... Uh, Coke. <laughs> that is the correct answer. Coke <laughs> is the correct answer. Okay. Number five, this is the last question. You guys are doing very well, by the way. Good, Number I'm five, glad. The, last, the last question, mountains or beach? Beach. Oh, I would have to say mountains because I live in them. <laughs> we could have, we would have accepted either one on question number five. <laughs> Brian, we would have accepted either one. I'm loving, so your, that is, I'm loving your game, but I'm also a little worried about you. <laughs> this is our first edition of Worship Leader Probs, This or That. What is that song? That is uh, royalty free game show music. Wow. Oh, okay. Wow. This is high class here, this guys. Was, yeah, the, I'm I'm really impressed. <laughs> this is high class. Um, speaking of high class, you know what else is high class? Tell us. Experience conference. Okay, that is coming up real yeah. soon. Right? It's coming up in September. We we met Natalie there last year, yes. right? Mm -hmm. yeah. Had you guys met before? We had over the over the gram we had. Well, I mean, in person, had you No, met? no, because I don't get to meet many people in person because everybody I know lives in another state. I don't know why. <laughs> right. right, I know, I know. It's crazy. But when so we did meet, we were like sisters. Yes. So. Right? Yep. Yeah. yeah. And uh, so we're all, are you, you're going to be there this year, Natalie? Yes. September 6th through the 9th? Yep. Super so sad. we have, uh, we have, I'm not ready to announce it yet, but we do have a fun promotion coming up with experience conference. So keep your uh, ears open for something fun that's coming up with uh, going to have a little fun at experience conference. And uh, you know, what would be great if everybody wore WLP merch that would be. Um, and by I'm, everybody, I mean, every single person. I'm going to need, can you imagine? Uh, um, I'm going to need a box sent to me. <laughs> you can do that after you order, they'll actually send it to you in a box. So <laughs> 
Nat, Nat's looking for some nifty Nat, gifties. I will. <laughs> She's looking for nifty gifties. <laughs> I'll trade you one WLP for one R2S. How's okay. that? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, a little bartering Sold. happening. I like it. Sold. A little barter, <laughs> little barter deal. Um, yeah, it's going to be great, guys. Join us. Uh, you can hit the link in our bio and, uh, and join us for Experience Conference. It's going to be a blast. It's going to be so good. Brian, I didn't get a chance to ask you this, though. Are you stress eating Reese's Pieces yet? Um, peanut butter cups. Have you hit Have you hit that phase of your Easter planning yet? Yes. Yeah. I am deep. I'm deep, deep into the eggs, man. Deep into the eggs. <laughs> I'm deep Ooh. into eggs. The, the Cadbury the, eggs. The Cadbury eggs are my favorite. You love those? I love them. Those Reese eggs, man. Like all the, spe- so for whatever reason, it seems like all the seasonal shapes taste better to me. Mm-hmm. Than the than the original ones. I don't know why that is, but those Easter eggs, man. We just, just need an update because I know that you 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 hit the the Reese's cups pretty hard. I do during I do that during certain seasons. It, so <laughs> just figured. Well, and this is the season. This is the season for the uh, <laughs> the Reese's eggs. I do I like the Reese's eggs with Diet Coke? I feel like it balances. Oh it come out on! Well. Yes, <clears throat> yes, yes. Wow. A little yes. something good, a little something bad. It's like they're both good. <laughs> it's like, I don't know what part of that's good other than the flavor, but oh man. Well, Brian, do you know what time it is? <clears throat> what time is it? I think it's time for prayer concerns. So guys, this is our favorite segment. We love prayer concerns, except for today, because this interview is going to be fire. Uh, But prayer concerns, here's what it is. This is episode 174. So you got 173 episodes worth of prayer concerns and all kinds of good stuff. So go check out those episodes. There's even a few uh, little Easter eggs in there that are episodes that are only prayer concerns. So go check them out. So what's a prayer concern? Thanks for asking. It is feedback. Feedback that we get from our congregation, sometimes they use these cards that you have or your chat of your live stream or YouTube chat. They'll let you know, hey, man, I got a prayer request here, uh, having surgery, you got a big test, whatever. Sometimes, though, they use that section to give you feedback on what they think of the job you're doing. Unsolicited sometimes, feedback. <laughs> what'd you say? Unsolicited feedback. Unsolicited. It is unsolicited. So, we share these anonymously on the podcast every week. So let's dive right in with prayer concern number one. We did an acoustic set today and we had a couple come up after service and say, this is the best worship service we've had in two years. And then they followed up with, because normally the music is too fast and too loud. Thank you for saying, wow, that's it's a double. That's like a that's like a combo. It's a backhanded combo. It's not a compliment, you guys. If it's if it's like prefaced with an insult, it is not a compliment. Come on, fam. Come on. Okay, number two, prayer con- prayer concern number two. After showing a picture of Gollum in a sermon, a woman came up afterwards and said, "We needed a warning before showing demonic images." <laughs> <laughs> Might as well have shown them Harry Potter. Right, yeah. Oh, man. That'll send them into a tizzy. Right? No kidding. No kidding. All right. Number three, prayer concern number three. Recently, I had this conversation with a senior saint after worship. You looked great up there. 
Oh, well, I, I hope I sounded great too. I was looking, not listening. Okay, that's a foul on the play right there. That's a technical, that's penalty box material right you know, there. But honestly, to that leader, like, what were you thinking? Don't throw the line out there like that because anything could have grabbed on. <laughs> just, right? just, just take it and run with it. Don't, don't go fishing for more. <laughs> Good Lord. People, the things that people say. That, that is the embodiment of come on, fam. Okay, number four, prayer concern number four. I just wanted to tell you that you need to close your prayers with in Jesus' name. Because if you close a prayer with the simple amen, God doesn't hear it. Hmm. You know, I would have to say chapter and verse. Yeah, yeah. Chapter and verse, please. <laughs> you know, I mean, we, yeah, come on, fam, come on. Um, okay, this is the last one, the bottom of the pudding cup, prayer concern number five. One time I decided to cut my hair. I cut it shorter than usual. And after service, an older lady pulled me aside and said she missed my long hair, but I make the short hair work. And the whole time she was rubbing my hair. No. Oh, no. <laughs> was this a man or a woman? Do we know? <laughs> Just, we don't know. It makes the story that know. much worse depending <laughs> on... <laughs> That is unwanted physical contact, ma'am. Exactly, exactly. (laughs) Oh, fam. Okay, so those are prayer concerns. Uh, You can submit yours, and I hope that you do. Go to worshipleaderprobs.com, and after you buy some merch, click on the prayer concerns tab, submit yours. You will always be anonymous. We won't share your name or your church's name. You can uh, DM those to us on Instagram as well. Now, here's the deal. If you DM it to us, we're going to know who you are. But we make you the promise that we will never share your name or your church's name. Uh, So get ready to buckle up, guys, because we have a fire conversation coming with our friend, Natalie Runyon. Natalie, welcome. Hello, you guys. Thanks for having me. Oh my gosh. Thanks for coming. We're glad to have you. Oh my gosh. You guys are like my favorite people. And I just feel so honored that I get to spend this time with you guys. Look, I know that's true for Jen. Definitely. (laughs) I don't think I'm anybody's favorite. It's all right. (laughs) Today, Brian is the Robin to my Batman. That's all right. (laughs) (laughs) This rarely happens. Rarely. power. (laughs) Usually I'm the Alfred to Brian's Batman. (laughs) (laughs) At least I'm usually like the Daily Planet. Oh, that's I'm mixing my comics. Sorry, what's the? Where did you, where did you just go? That's that's Daily Planet Superman. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, sorry. That's yeah. all right. It's it's all, all right. DC, so it's not that. Great I'm the commissioner. Either. Who's the commissioner? Commissioner Gordon. Gordon. That's me. Yeah, I'm Commissioner Gordon. Wow, wow. We just really went down a long, <laughs> yes, long road. <laughs> Little nerdity. Okay. Natalie, we are so excited to chat with you. We've been trying to set this up for a little bit now, so I'm really, really excited. Um, okay, so you are a wife, you're a mom, you're a pastor's kid, you're a ministry leader, a worship leader, a woman's pastor, a creative leader, a teacher. There's probably so many more that I missed. So tell us just a little bit about your journey getting started in ministry. Yeah, so I'm a pastor's kid, which basically means that I inherited a family business that I probably didn't ask for, but it sort of comes mm-hmm. with the with the role. Um, and so it's just been a lifetime of being in the church, and I tried to run from it. 
I ended up um, in a very public university in Ohio, majored in kinesiology and was a physical education teacher for a little bit. But you can run and you can't hide basically when it comes to the Lord. So I ended up in full-time ministry immediately coming out of college thanks to Campus Crusade for Christ, where I discovered my love for worship leading um, there and ended up teaching and being bivocational from about the age of 22 to 32, where I was a gym teacher and a worship leader. And um, back in 2016, ended up starting to write some songs and had a first song picked up with Integrity Music. And then found myself out here in Colorado Springs with New Life Worship and New Life Church. So that's been about 42 years of full-time ministry and 20 on my own. Wow. (laughs) Man, that's fantastic. Did you ever uh, worship lead while you were gym teaching? You know what? I taught at a Christian school. So it did happen often, surprisingly enough. So we line dance to Christian music, which is always (laughs) funny. That's fantastic. That's fantastic. That's some uh, DC, DC talk hits and stuff. <laughs> yeah. Tell me you were you raised could go in church. Super old school, like delirious. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It's like, tell dance. me you were raised in church without telling me you were raised in church. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so, Natalie, anybody who follows you on social media uh, is familiar with the black boxes. So, can you tell us uh, how, how did all those get started? So, when I was 40, I had this conversation with the Lord and said, you know what? I have been doing this my entire life. And I'll be honest, I'm tired. I keep finding myself in familiar hard spaces. I don't really love people the way that I should all the time. And it's hard. It's getting harder. I thought ministry would get easier as I got older and it's getting harder. And I basically laid a fleece out before the Lord and said, tell me why I should keep going because I just feel like I keep hitting a wall. And I was walking the dog that day, having that conversation with God. And I don't say this often, but I honestly heard the phrase raised to stay in my head. Mm. And it was so loud that I turned around and I ran home and Googled that phrase raised to stay. And there was nothing, there was nothing Mm. with that name. And I started praying and journaling. And the next day the Lord said, I know it's been hard, but for the rest of your life, I need you to remind people why they can't quit. And that it has nothing to do with staying in a physical church building, but abiding in me. And I was looking at my Instagram and I thought, well, if I could say anything, what would I say? And I started my very first black box in November of 2019. I said something along the lines of the church didn't hurt you. A few broken people hurt you don't walk away. You were raised to stay. Mm -hmm. And I just closed my eyes and posted it. (laughs) Wow. Wow. And the responses were just heartbreaking. And at the same time, so encouraging because I realized that I wasn't alone in wanting to quit Mm -hmm. and that it was actually okay to be honest about wanting to quit. And so those black boxes have become a safe place for us to have hard and holy conversations about church and leadership and, we want to quit, but why we choose to stay. And I love that. I know I was to say what I love about the black box is that I think you put into words very real feelings that many, many of us have. 
many of us have. I remember Absolutely. the first time I stumbled stumbled across the account. You know, you never know what that Instagram algorithm, what it's doing. And <laughs> but I literally stumbled across the account and, and just started reading the black boxes. And I thought, oh my gosh, this is exactly how I feel. This is exactly what I'm thinking. But what I love about them is like, you don't just kind of leave it at, you know, oh, you got hurt. You know, whenever you dive into those captions or sometimes you, you know, you do a, a carousel of posts, you help to bring, bring it kind of to a point of healing, bring us back to the feet of Jesus, because I do think it's so easy nowadays, especially people, you know, you get offended, you get hurt, you know, and that's very real. But then you either stay there, you pull away from the church, you quit everything. And, and we don't, we aren't always very good about bringing it full circle back around to the feet of Jesus, mm-hmm. back around to the character of God and the heart of God. So I think that's something I just love about those black boxes. Amen. Amen. So good. And it's hard because if we can sound really cliche and very Christianese, if we're not careful mm-hmm. and what I'm learning from all of the people in our community is that we want honest dialogue without feeling like we're being gaslighted or gaslighting ourselves because we've kind of just said, Oh, I'm fine. I don't, I, I just need to suck it up and keep going but that truly does lead to burnout and it leads to loneliness thinking that we're the only ones going through this. We're the only ones that could be feeling this. And so the black boxes, they lead us to Jesus. And then they also point us to one another to say, it's okay to confess that we're having a hard time. We don't have to quit. We just have to be honest. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Cause in that community, you help support each other. You know, we are supposed to lean on each other and bear one another's right. burdens and so yeah, so so good. Okay, so the black boxes then led to a book. Tell us a little bit about that journey. Well, if I'm honest, I tried to write this book when I was 18 and I was in college and I <laughs> named it My Initials Are Not PK. And it was a scathing expose <laughs> of the church. I was basically naming names and kicking butts is what I was doing. And All I remember <laughs> totally it was good. I was going to expose everyone for the glory of the Lord. And I, uh, I remember at midnight getting on my bike and I tell the story in the book, I like pedaled myself to the printing lab where you actually had to use your dining card to like use the printer and it prints it out the book line by line. And this thing was 12 chapters. I mean, it was going to take me to stardom and fame and I was going to like shoot to the top right next to Joshua Harris and I kissed dating goodbye. (laughs) And um, I remember sending this thing to focus on the family because it was the only place I knew to send it. And they had basically ruined my life with a strong-willed child book when I was a child. (laughs) And I sent it in and I checked my mail for like six months. And finally I get a letter and it's a rejection letter in ink that says, no, thank you, basically. And I was so mad. And as I got to the bottom of the page, it said in handwriting, it wasn't typed. Somebody took time to write your story isn't finished yet. Mm. And I was so angry because I thought they're trying to keep this story from getting out. And as a result of that, I kind of just put that aside. I just put that aside and I ended up for the last 20 years understanding what they meant when they said your story isn't finished yet, because what God was going to do is take me on a journey of reconciliation, restoration, forgiveness, a lot of counseling, a lot of hard conversations with him and other people. And so last year, exactly today on this date, 
I ended up in a coffee shop. So like April 1st through April 7th, I was in a coffee shop every day journaling to the Lord, asking him to bring back the passion for a book. And I took all those black boxes and I created a proposal and you'll never believe it, but there is a guy that used to work for Focus on the Family who's now a literary agent in Denver. And I ended up in his office. He picked up the book. And before I knew it, I was signing a book deal with David C. Cook. That's awesome. wow. So this is just the Lord showing his kindness to us that sometimes we stay not because we're going to get anything from it, but because it takes 20 years to heal. It takes 20 years to find reconciliation. And this book is that book. It isn't the kicking button naming names book. It's the book of redemption that has taken 20 years to write. Wow. What I love about that too, is because we're such an instant gratification society or, you know, I mean, I remember, you know, being 16, I'm called a worship leading and you're just like ready to hit the track running. And there's process there and God wants to do a deep work. And truthfully, I mean, like, if you think about it, things that are going to stand the test of time, they take time, you know? So even in that kind of like God, God brought it full circle. He brought it back around. There was a book in you, but he was like, let's go through this process first. Let's make sure you have more to offer than just a scathing report of injuries and be able to actually reveal God's, like you said, redemptive power in it. I love it. And I think we have to be really careful and this can rub some people wrong. That's fine. I'm okay if people disagree with me. I think we have to be really careful handing platforms to people in their 20s. Because if I think of who I was when I was in my 20s, I was still in that space of like being a child and an adult and reconciling hurt and pain and things that I had seen as a child, seen as a teenager, seen as a young adult. And I wasn't mature enough to really put into words anything that would offer healing. I, mm-hmm. I wanted the fame. I wanted the notoriety. I wanted to have a voice, but it hadn't matured yet. And at 42, some might say, well, you're ending your prime. I think at 42, I'm just starting mm-hmm. to really understand why God asked me to walk out the things he did. And that book at 18 could have been really damaging. Mm-hmm. And this book at 42 is going to point to this not to just wallowing in self-pity, you know? So I know some people think they're ready at 20. I thought I was ready at 20, Um, but we owe it to the Lord and to the kingdom of God and to the church to let the Lord have that process. I've often wondered, I'm like, where did the concept of kind of like aging out come from? Because it's like, as you study the word, you know, I don't, I don't see a chapter lined out with God's, God's great retirement plan for, you know, for his right, servants. Right. And so I like part of me has wondered in, you know, where did we come up with this kind of like, oh, well, once you're past a certain age, you have nothing left to offer. It's time to move on. You know, I just, I don't think that that's the heart of God. So mm-hmm. love it. No. Love it. You yeah. know, we have this segment that we do called Jenny on the box. You're going to get uh, tasty on the box <laughs> if you, well, if we start talking about aging out, because that just drives me bananas. Um, absolutely. You know, ministry's full of challenges and, uh, you know, we're, we, we tend to this whole concept of aging people out, we're aging them out at the point in their ministry when they have the most to offer in many cases. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they've been through so many challenges. Um, you know, all three of us, we could talk about, uh, think challenges that we handled well, challenges that we didn't handle well. And, um, if you're just starting out, 
those are the kinds of conversations you need to be engaged in with somebody. You can, you can, you can, we can maybe save you from making some of the mistakes that, that we made um, and hopefully help you with some victories uh, as well. So like Natalie, as you're looking at the, the landscape of ministry, what do you think uh, are some of the biggest challenges that church leaders are, are facing today? You know, I think of this whole ministry thing, like a race, just like we hear about it in the word of God and in races, when we're not running our own marathon, when we're actually in a relay race, a baton is involved. There is a passing, there is a team involvement. And I think for a lot of our church leaders, they're being driven to have the most relevant, the newest, the freshest. They're trying to keep up with everything that they're seeing on social media and um, and the other churches around them. And we're forgetting that there is a generational baton that has to be passed from those who have gone before us and those who are just entering in. And I think we're skipping generations. I think we have 20 year olds coming in ready to grab for the baton. We have people in their 50s, 60s, and 70s who are willing to pass a baton. And then you have those of us in our 30s and 40s who have been really kind of in the trenches, who haven't left, who haven't given up. And we're kind of getting skipped over. There's a generation that might even be getting skipped over by some of the leadership in their 50s and 60s, trying to get the most relevant, the sexiest, the newest, anything, you know? And so I think that for church leadership, the goal is a multi-generational leadership model that uses discipleship and holds people accountable and mentorship so that every generation has a seat at the table. But the 20-year-olds can't get grabby for the baton. And the 40s, 50s, and 60s have to be willing to pass the baton. And remember that there's a generation that's already put in the game. And we can't think that the generation behind us is our competition. Right. They are our collaborators. Yeah. You know, so that's what I think where I think when I look at at the whole, we're just missing some gaps. Mm. Mm. Wow. Wow. That's really, really good. That's really good. And it's hard in, in challenges like that. But it's what I love is like you can't address something, you can't fix something that you don't name, you right. know. And so I think even as us as, as uh, you know, as leaders, OK, we have to kind of look around and go, all right, how am I leading? How am I passing? Or did the baton just now get to me? And I'm now I'm going to grip this thing and I'm not I'm going to white knuckle yeah. this baton and not think about who am I getting ready to pass it to? You know, yeah. it's yeah. so good. That's so good. And generosity of ministry, the right. way that ministry flourishes for me is when I'm generous with ministry, when I bring folding chairs to the table and make sure that everyone who is called has a place. The minute that I start hoarding, I start behaving like an orphan and not like a child of God or the king who owns the cattle on 10,000 hills. I start acting like there's not enough. And that generation below us is they're watching how we're responding to generosity of ministry. Right. Well, think about it. Like if, if we aren't generous in it, it creates like scarcity mentality. I think about Black Friday shopping. This is probably <laughs> just went to this place. You ever seen the footage of people rushing into a Walmart on Black Friday and there's, <laughs> there's five vacuums and there's 85 people and they're just it creates this scarcity mentality in the kingdom and in the church where then people were, like you said, we're competing with each other. We're fighting. We're clawing our way to grab scraps. And that's not a reflection of who our father is. Like you <clears throat> no, said, no. he's a generous so God. Good. The table, there's enough room at the table for everyone. Absolutely. I love that. I love that. 
And Brian, to also answer the question of what am I seeing? I think women are having a hard time to find that seat. As Jen was saying, we have these churches where there's one or two women who have a voice. And then we wonder why five of our sopranos are at each other's throats for one spot that's on a platform. And when we only create that, you know, one woman role, whether it's on a worship team or that's like the, the one showcased female singer, then whenever you have other women in that space who are also called and anointed and appointed, if they only think there's one spot for them, then they are going to compete and compare. And so I think worship, even though I've been in many areas of ministry, the area where I see the scarcity coming a lot of times is in the worship area where we feel like we're going to be not um, young enough or not pretty enough or not the best sounding vocal or our voice doesn't match what's on trend. Um, I do think churches have to really pay attention to their worship departments, leaders do, because that's kind of where the culture is set for our church is in that, in that worship chairs competing and comparing there, the likelihood of it being in other places is really high. Mm -hmm. That's so good. Mm, So good. So Natalie, we like to um, end every interview with a question that we call the big room question. And basically if we could get every single worship leader, church leader, I'll throw them in there too, uh, production tech, um, volunteer, vocalist, musician, if we could get everybody in one giant room, if we were to hand you a mic, what is the one thing you would feel compelled to say to them? I would say your voice moves the heart of God and the giftings that he has given you, they are irrevocable. And this mantle that you carry, you didn't pick it up so you can't drop it. And I think a lot of us disqualify ourselves because we feel like our voice is irrelevant or we're not heard, or we feel like what we do isn't seen, isn't celebrated, isn't something that everybody is, you know, celebrating on social media or from the platform. But every single person who has said yes to Jesus and to serving his bride and to use the gift that they have been given, you are irreplaceable in the kingdom of God. Nobody can do what you do the way you do it, the way you sound when you do it, the way you love God's people when you do it. So don't quit because we absolutely need what you have for such a time as this. Come on. So good. So good. Come on. That's a great, yeah, it's a great answer. Thank you. Yeah. So good. Yeah. Wow. Natalie, thank you. We are grateful for your heart and it just spills out of you on social media. So if guys, if you have not uh, found the Raise to Stay account yet, follow Natalie. Uh, just literally look up Raise to Stay on Instagram and you can you can find her there. And uh, we, we are looking forward to your book. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you have any dates? Do you know where, where are you at in the process? So I just turned in my first rough draft and so we are expecting pre-sales probably in the late spring and then final release in June of 2023. Awesome. Fantastic. Well, we'll be excited to see that and you'll have to come back and tell us about it. Yeah. I would love that. Thank you guys so much. Oh my gosh. Thank you. Thank you so much. And listeners, thank you for uh, listening to episode 174. Remember to hit subscribe wherever it is that you listen to your podcast. That way you never have to go looking for us. We just show up bright and early Tuesday morning, ready to 
start your day with you. We want to support you in your day. And hey, do us a favor. Go over to Apple Podcasts. Leave us a five-star rating with a nice review. Like Brian said earlier, pull out that thesaurus. Drop some really special extra words. Just show us what you got. Some really big words. (laughs) Really big words. Some juicy words in there. Drop them in there. (laughs) Um, (laughs) It just helps us get the message of the podcast out in front of more people because we believe that this is something that will add value to people's lives. And thank you so much for following us and engaging with us on all of the socials at Worship Leader Probs on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok. And you can even find us over there on Twitter by searching the hashtag Worship Leader Probs. Yeah, and we love engaging with you. Uh, so so please do that. Uh, huge shout out to our friends at Maven Media Productions. They're helping us with the podcast, uh, doing all the editing and all the visuals you see. They're just amazing people. And if your church or your company, your ministry, whatever it is, you need some help with uh, uh, web design or social media strategy or some some consulting, uh, hit, our, hit up our friends at mavenmediaproductions.com. Uh, they're amazing people, and I know that they will uh, they will crush it for you. And thanks to my friend Scott Hoke for our voiceover intro. Guys, we love you. Have, have a great Easter, uh, and thanks for listening to episode 174. Until next time, deuces. Smell you later. <laughs>